When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Julia's show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Let us help you with your holiday shopping list. December prizes for listener rewards. You can enter to win a $200 gift card to any Marriott Bonvoy hotel property for a nice winter staycation or some of the hottest holiday toys. Plus, we've got movie passes for Knives Out. That's getting a lot of nominations. Also, the Aeronauts and free pie from Baker Square. So get yourself uh, registered at Listener Rewards via the app or on the website at mytalk1071.com. Thank you, Donnie. Oh, I love talking with Ash, but he was a stumbly talker. Yeah. You know, but um, he wrote Mike, the- Mike Nichols' uh, Life Isn't Everything, and I'm so mad. I, well, somebody lucky found it. I left it in the seat pocket. Oh, and the airplane. On the airplane, because I started watching the Halston documentary, and I put the book down, because after all, it was my 11th book, and I thought, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I would watch this documentary right. on Roy Halston, and... Was it good? It was so good. Oh, I've seen it that, was so and I've good. always... All right, I'm going to so watch So I left that. it in the seat pocket, but oh. I was about... More than halfway through, and if you are like a movie fan or or an improv comedy fan, because we don't really know very much about him personally. Well, that you he know, was he married fled Nazi and, Germany, yeah. though, and yeah. and that he suffered from like that he'd been wearing. He was a bald kid. He had alopecia, like you know, from yes, the time he, he was five. So he wore <laughs> two pace. He got two pace oh. and eye wiglets. Really? Yeah, and wow. and. The book, I never got to anybody discussing a Merkin, if Mike Nichols had a Merkin or not. <laughs> but, um, you know, Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman was so great in Charlie Wilson's War, along with Tom Hanks yes. and Julia Roberts. And He was, remember when we met and him? And he was going to direct a Maria Callas biopic, and Meryl Streep was going to play Maria oh, Callas. Okay. Because he really had a long working relationship with Meryl yes. Streep and Emma Thompson. Yeah, and Emma Thompson, here's one of her quotes about him though she said he could be he could be a dinkus moranis um she said he um because he was intellectually so able he could be very mean and that's something i think it's very important to acknowledge we're not talking about some sort of saint here mike nichols we're Mm -hmm. talking about a person who was very very aware of his own foibles and his own fallings and the love of his life was diane sawyer they were married 26 years before he passed and she was his fourth wife 
She hated the theater, though, also because of her job, because maybe when they met, they, she was still morning TV. Yeah, she was. So she, he always went to the theater with other people. He would go to the theater like four or five nights a week. He loved the theater. And, and um, she didn't want to get recognized or did No, wanna... she didn't like the theater. I would hate, I would, I, if I had to go to a theater show four oh. or five nights a week, I'd lose my mind. That would never be anything I would want to you do. You could never be a theater critic. No, I could not, okay, Julia. So... But he, like, loved it. That was kind right. of his thing. So, anyway, he's. He was, he's credited, like he did postcards from the edge. Which I just watched not so long ago. I have the Again, Meryl Streep based on uh, Carrie Fisher's book. I mean, kind of amazing. And a lot of people thought in Primary Colors, you know, where, where John Travolta basically plays a Clinton-esque, mm-hmm. that that is one of John Travolta's best movie roles. And Emma Thompson plays the Hillary-esque wife. Right. For You know, that and, he was in that and... And kind of the cool thing about the book is that it's divided up into kind of each movie, and then he talks to the people. Well, first or the it first... starts early life, and then it starts with, and then it goes to the improv years, yes. and then it goes to the movie, and then also theater, and so it kind of goes like that, but it does start with, you know, people who knew him as a boy, and how... You know, he was, uh, I can't remember he if he was a German Germany. Jew Germany. or yeah, German. German Jew and came over here. He and his family, and of course, didn't speak any English and then had alopecia. And so kind of developing this wit started was, very yes. early. And also when he went to the University of Chicago, getting into improv and meeting Elaine May and they were so good together they would they came up with the thing give us the first line the last line and how do we in what manner do you want to see it so the audience would give the first line how they would have to Uh close it and then do it like and then how you know like your school teachers or a married whatever and they won for that comedy record they were amazing nobody I guess has ever been like the two I'm old enough to have remembered watching them on Ed Sullivan yeah Made many appearances. Here's Nichols and May. Nichols and May. They were like hugely, hugely famous and so good. And then knowing how hard improv is. Oh, tell me about it. I mean, you have to be so fast. No, I graduated from 101. I'll be moving on to improv 102. Are you going to be in some shows? Uh, we actually did a show at the uh, our last day of class. We performed in front of an audience. Yeah, what a way to tell you, us. You you would kind of, <laughs> but you would be interested in reading this book because mm-hmm. it explores the whole thing of improv and how Second City came to be about mm-hmm. and how it was these group of people that were at this the University of Chicago and like they were they didn't want to be actors but yet they were wanted to do something with how fast their minds worked and mm. just and improv is like a place that you could do that even though totally you can see that can't you yeah, but yeah. so hard like and so i can brilliant. do <laughs> like Lori's, Lori's rubbing her like, forehead as she's talking to me you hate it because my improv just needs to be just come from my own head improv you have to start with someone else's idea that's and then right. you go from there. Yeah, well, that's that's, right. that's what we did. Uh, I, I was paired with somebody else from the class, and you t- you asked the audience, give us a scenario. Yeah. Were you good at that, Donnie? I loved it. Yeah, first really? line, last line, and then give us this. So that's what these two were, and they said nobody was better, faster, and he actually... Most of the people, at least in everything that I had gotten through, Elaine May was really the... She was so, so funny. Mm. And then Nichols. Oh, I see. He was like, she was just, she could always hammer at home. Mm. 
I don't know if that's improv speak, yeah. but no, that's good. Anyway, speaking of improv, so she was the only one that wouldn't talk to. She rarely gives interviews. Yeah. She's eighty-seven years yeah. old right now, but she would not talk. She to was these offered guys. all kinds of acting roles. She wouldn't. She didn't want to ever act either. Why? She just didn't want to do it. That wasn't her thing. Improv was her thing. Well, she was in a Woody Allen. She's in. Um, yeah, she hasn't done a lot. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. People were always uh, kind of bugging wow, her. Wow, it's really weird, Lori, because like, she was in nothing. She, yeah, she didn't want to act. Uh-uh. Improv was the thing that she liked. And, and uh, you know, and so they would kind of, the first time they got asked to be on. Mike Nichols and Elaine May. Yeah, I think it was Jack Parr's show. Sure. Mm. One of Jack Parr's producers had seen them at some little club down sure. in the village performing okay. and said, I found these two people. We got to get them on. Well, coming on as a guest versus doing an improv skit. So their first TV appearance on Parr actually kind of bombed because he was expecting them to be guests. Instead and they of- were inspe- they were oh. expecting to do improv. <laughs> got I it. See, I see. So two different things. Two different things. Two different things. Did you miss Hollywood Speak? You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream my talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at my talk keyword podcast. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, here are some things that um, are not really random that we are worried about, and mm-hmm. one of them is glitter. Oh, glitter, we've got glitter. to ban it. It is being banned. No, we have to ban it, Donnie. It's so... What, what's the problem? It's scientists it, call for the complete ban on glitter because the particles are polluting oceans and hurting marine uh, life. Oh. it This plastic mm-hmm. glitter... Mylar. It's made yes, out of mylar. mylar. Accounts for 92.4% of the 5.25 trillion pieces of plastic in the ocean. Marine life is mistaking glitter as food. You know, when you think oh. about it, do you remember having fish when you were younger? And the fish food is oh, and the like... Flakes. The flakes were different funny colors, like sparkly. It's kind of funny to think of that. Um, but it's what it's doing when the fish are eating in this glitter, it's damaging their livers. And they take thousands of years to break down. It's affecting fish behavior. Yes, ban glitter from your life. Do not allow it. Don't use it. Don't use it for art projects. Don't throw it in stupid cards. Don't have it thrown up in the air, like, you know, so it looks great in your hair. It drove me crazy also when they do that at concerts and they spray all that plastic confetti. Yep. It's like that is Stop. going to be for around forever yep. unless they have a partnership like with the confetti and they're going to make like bags or recycle sure. it. But I mean, it's it's bad. It's it's really I'm and this Julia, is a, this, we're worried and we're not going to be here in 50 years. No, we are. not You and I, unless they come up with we something. Could be. Julia, it's mm. highly unlikely. Well, cryogenics, you never know. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just freezing saying, right now. It's <laughs> really it's terrible. It's, scary. it's terrible. I would agree. And let's I start agree. with glitter. I, I am so glad the world scientists yep. have said this because this is a cause I can really get behind. You know, can they Glitter's, just make it out of paper? 
Of course well, they, they could. could make it out of paper, and that's what, yeah. But so stop the glitter, glitteration, people. That mm. one's that one everyone can take part in. Okay, so what else is shaking, Bacon? I don't know. Um, let's see here. I have a million things to tell you. Well, an 85, 83-year-old dude who years ago wrote a song called Christmas is Here. It's a Texan guy named Johnny Gonsidden. And he was in a country western band when he was younger in 1965. In 1965, he wrote Which a Christmas country song. was called country western it in was. 1965. People it don't was. call it that anymore, but yeah, you're he right. He wrote a Christmas song for his kids called Christmas is Here. Here you go. Oh, 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 e, e, e. Coming down the chimney With a sack full of toys Girls and boys Find on Christmas morning I've never heard of it. You want to? Because because it didn't take Johnny off. <laughs> and his family sang it every year at Christmas. They always thought it was pretty good. So a few years ago, they made a YouTube video and put it the song through iTunes. A few people bought it, but the real dream came true when a country western station in Houston heard about the story and they had Johnny on last week. CNN picked it up and now people are playing it. He doesn't want it to make any money. He just said the kids loved it because it's about Santa coming down the chimney. Yeah. Oh, that's a sweet Well, that's story. kind of cute. Yeah. The song is not that no. good. Well, Let's no. be realistic. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a mashup don't. of a couple other songs. <laughs> it does. Well, yeah, yeah you song. know. It does kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is, um, so next time we go to Hollywood and we're on Sunset Boulevard looking at the Hollywood Walk of Fame, we're going to have to find this new star. The Hollywood Walk of Fame is on uh, Hollywood Sunset. Boulevard, it's not on Sunset. Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for Just, the correction. Yes. The first time ever a car is being awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and you can go to... Let me the, guess what car. Let's guess the car. Well, I know what car it is. I know, but let me guess the car. Like, is it a like a brand? Like a, it's a brand of car. It's a car. A Ford Mustang, a Rolls Royce. Like, like am that. I on the right path? No. No, okay. It's the Suburban. Oh. The Suburban has been in at least one film every year since 1960, including 30 of the films have been nominated for Oscars, and at least one TV show an- annually since 1956. Is it because it's always like the Secret Service? and? Well, that's one of the things, but it's also been in some other known uh, movies like um, Where the Lilies Bloom. A 1972 Suburban was in it. The Brave One, Transformers. It's been used in the Pixar cars. I kind of think this is kind of cool. So they say... You do? I think it's a slippery slope. They won't even let reality show <laughs> stars have a, have a thing. But they're giving it to a car all based this on vehicle, movie, movie... What's next? Boats? Yeah, come this on. This vehicle is a well-established... Glitter going to get a star. It's <laughs> polluted more of the ocean than anything else. No, but it's going to be there with the likes of Mickey Mouse and some other people. So, well, you you really won't want to seek that out. I love the story that Elton John wrote about how embarrassed and mortified he was of how he behaved when he got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I don't remember that part. The gold golf golf cart. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. 
platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Gosh, yes. Going and he, he talked about it. He said, I don't know what I was thinking. And He was so outlandish. He was so outlandish. Maybe he was, that was Coke days yes. too. And, um, and his cocaine escapades when he bought the blimp. Or he bought the um, um, Rod Stewart flew a blimp to advertise his show, and Elton John had it shot down. That's my favorite story. Yeah, yeah but no, there's another <laughs> thing that he bought. Why can't I think of that damn thing you drive up a mountain in? Oh, like um, a, a funicular, like a but like it a wasn't funicular. a funicular. But, but it, was, it like was like that. A, a tram. gondola, a tram, mm-hmm. a tram, and they needed. Oh, he has funny stories. He mm-hmm. was outrageous. All right, so. Cereal is just, when we're talking about, I, I'm surprised cereals, they keep coming out, but Lucky Charms, which is a cereal, is now going to be a cookie. And I am surprised it took them that long. I love those marshmallows by themselves. I think they should just sell bags of that, which I think they started doing. I'd rather mm-hmm. just have that. And then chocolate Hershey Kissies are now going to be a cereal. starting Chocolate Hershey Kissies? Chocolate kisses, you know the kisses. Hershey's kisses. chocolate kisses. kisses. What I call them? Kisses. Well, that's just, Hershey's and kiss. I know that is a new. <laughs> I was wondering if this might be a word you have called Please them. That's a kissy. Or did you call them kisses? Yeah, kisses. like it. Kisses. Okay. Kisses. Did yeah. you bring the kisses? <laughs> I, I sure like did. It. That's a new word. <laughs> it is a new Shannon, word. Shannon, take note. That's why I'm making a new list. I had to ask you twice because I thought, well. I've never, I didn't know, you could call them that. Yes. You know, I just, you and I have not really had a lot of discussion centering around Hershey Kisses. Well, now that the peanut butter blossoms are here. Yeah, I didn't get a chance. I'm not doing any homemade uh, baking this year because I missed my baking window. I was in Mexico baking under a palapa, so I missed two Saturdays of potential cookie making. So because had, you can only bake in someone else's kitchen. That's right, Julia. I am a kitchen <laughs> I'm, elf. I'm, I'm explaining this yes. for people why they would say, well, why can't you just do it at home? Yeah. Like be, the rest of the people. Yeah, because I'm a kitchen elf and I don't want to have a mix master and I want to just help my friend. I want to okay. be the girl Lori who, doesn't. Lori, like, I'm a kitchen elf. the butter. Yes. Yeah. Um, makes, takes the balls. Makes the balls. Powders. Takes them out of the oven. Lines up the dishes. I do a lot. I mean, you want to have a kitchen elf. <laughs> I would love to have a kitchen elf. Yeah, it's but it's job. me. I'm an elf and the cooker. Yeah, no, I. it's so much easier if you don't have to be the elf and the cook. And I have taken the road of being a kitchen elf all the way to cookie heaven. Jackie, if you're listening, I really missed two years in a row of baking with you and Hairnet. You know, is that her? That's her what dog? I call her daughter. No, her oh, daughter. daughter that's my nickname. For Hairnet. Her. Oh my gosh, Hairnet. You're so funny. So you don't own a mixer. No, Lori. Uh, she I actually, even, do you have a beater? I have a beater. You can make mix, Lori. It doesn't. Julia, <laughs> you don't we, want to. We have no. to make like eight or seven dozen. That's not cookies. that many. I've had to do mine it's, twice because I made them wrong. Okay, but. 
You're not really baking. You have no idea how much time okay. it takes to right. do it. Okay, yeah. Because you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. I haven't been a kitchen elf for right. you. You never have. I should be your kitchen yes. elf next year, and we could double it up and like do something else with it. I wanted to make a different cookie. But you and like add something to it, and I'll be your kitchen elf, and then I'll be able to appreciate how much work your... Even though people think that they, they do bake, they you do, do bake. boil, yeah, that's you make true. caramel sauce. And they are amazing. Yes, yes, indeed. All right. I'll, and you I'll can watch for them. And they they combine the magic of caramel, chocolate, and salt. Yep. It's what's it's, not to love. It's everything. Posted on yesterday's show page. Yes, it was. <laughs> With not the best picture no, of Julia, but like the rest of picture, were. but what's new? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to take it though. <laughs> well, I'm glad we covered that. Yeah, I'm too. <laughs> <laughs> move on to a little traffic then. Uh, let's start this afternoon near Columbus where there is a crash 35 southbound from Highway 97 to right around Broadway near Carver 169 southbound a crash from Highway 41 to Chestnut Boulevard in St. Louis Park 61 southbound a stalled vehicle blocking a lane from Jamaica Avenue to 80th Street. Your My Talk traffic is all done and now it's time for your 5 Eyewitness News weather forecast that's brought to you by Cinderella at the Children's Theater Company Wind chill advisory in effect through noon tomorrow. Uh, six and clear skies today. Clear negative eight tonight. Mostly sunny seven tomorrow. Right now, six sunny with a negative 10 wind chill at the mo- On My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Okay. Hi, Lizzo. Hey, Lizzo. So, boy, let me tell you, NBC might not have had any time yesterday for the Golden Globe nominations, but they made time along with everybody else about the Golden Globe slams controversy because, uh, um, you know, the LA Times and Variety and Hollywood uh, Reporter, rightly so, asked again because remember a couple of years ago when natalie portman said and once again the all-male nominees for director and best picture yeah, when she was cop. presenting, presenting. At the Golden so they were asking because it's not like this year there weren't movies that weren't directed by women that correct. are not getting correct good amazing buzz like right. uh, even the hustlers movie that movie was made for less than 20 million dollars re- turned over a hundred million this is the kind of number numbers that Hollywood dreams about, you know, and supposedly these people, the Hollywood foreign press like that is, in and of itself is like a success. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, these 90 people, probably 75 of them are dudes over over 50 75. or maybe even. Yeah, over that. So mm-hmm. anyway, here we go. We're right, We're going with NBC. We're going with the Today Show because okay. they sunk their teeth into this with a little bit of glee because they were like, yeah, we can find a They snubbed us on cats and this is us and we we're paying 10 million dollars. And the, it, it is a legitimate thing because 
uh, of the number of movies that were directed by women this year that were good and interesting and caused, you know, a lot of talk that could have been nominated. They are some of the most acclaimed movies of the year. Little Women, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Hustlers, The Farewell, and Booksmart. All of them directed by women, which is why critics pounced when five men earned the Golden Globe nominations for Best Director. It quickly conjured up memories of what Natalie Portman said when presenting this very category at the 2018 awards show. And here are the all-male nominees. In the 77-year history of the Globes, just five women have been nominated for directing, and only one took home the trophy, Barbara Streisand for Yentl in 1984. This year, experts say there were more women-led features than ever before, yet no female directors were nominated. It is incredibly frustrating, actress Charlize Theron told the LA Times, it's why we can't stop this fight. The Time's Up Foundation says the nominations show women, and especially women of color, continue to be pushed to the sidelines by a system that holds women back on screen and off. In the TV acting categories, no women of color were nominated this year. Well, Ava DuVernay's Emmy-winning series, When They See Us, was totally shut out. Which it was, and it was, yeah. you know, it, it had like 16 Emmy nominations. That was just an amazing, amazing... Uh, it was hard. I I couldn't watch it. But well, I should. That's you should not try it again. I'm going to try it again because it came out at the beginning of summer. You yeah. know, it came out like in June. But that is a dramatization of a true story, story that uh, an I, incredible story, is. and Felicity Huffman is in it, and she's like she plays bad so good. Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman. Yes, she I does. mean, she really does. Yes, she, she plays does. the prostitute. Yeah, she's good heavy. She is a good she heavy, is. and um, anyway, so I do think that the Hollywood Foreign Press is sexist and misogynistic, and I would be curious, Donnie, if you could Google when you have a second, like, yeah. what is the percentage of men to women? Sure. Oh, oh, I know sure, it's sure. 90 people. Yeah, 90, 93, something like that. Something like yeah. that. Well, let's play the next cut, and of course, Charlize was asked about this by the LA Times, okay. because... Her own movie, Bombshell, centers around the women at Fox News, Megyn Kelly, Gretchen Carlson, who spoke out against the abusive ways of Roger Ailes and the whole, specifically him, but it also seems to be an atmosphere there. And uh, despite the story centering on three uh, strong women, the movie was, you know, written by a man and directed by a man. Right. And so they asked her about that. And, you know, she was just like, well... It was a good part. There's only 10% of Hollywood films are directed by women. Mm-hmm. You know, but this year, there were more than mm-hmm. usual. Deserving and when you think deserving. about it, only five women in 77 years. That's just unbelievable. You know? But I also think there weren't a lot of women directing for no, a very, for very, very many years. Time. Yeah, no, this is a valid criticism yes. this year for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's play the next one. Also shut out the four big broadcast networks. For the first time ever, they didn't get a single nomination. Instead, 46% of the TV noms went to cable and 54% to streaming services. Apple TV Plus took its first bite out of the awards buffet, scoring nods for the morning show, while Netflix beat everyone with 17 nominations for TV and 17 more for film, including Best Picture contenders like Marriage Story, Dolomite Is My Name, and The Irishman, movies that can already be watched at home. So, Joe, the criticism, has the Hollywood Foreign Press, who does the awards, have they responded at all? 
You know, its president was asked about the issue with the female directors and told Variety, quote, we don't vote by gender, we vote by film and accomplishment. The association that does vote on the Globes is a small group of about 90 foreign journalists, which is why some of their picks are sometimes different from the Oscars and Emmys. Those awards are voted on by much larger bodies of people, folks who actually work in the TV and movie industries. Did you notice the key thing from that guy from the Golden Globes? We nominate based on the film and accomplishments, which is why very often they'll nominate somebody because they want them to. No, they want them to be there. I give you George Clooney for Catch Twenty Two on Hulu, a show nobody watched, nobody talked about, but they want George. Mm -hmm. They nominate Michael Douglas for the Kaminsky because Michael brings Catherine Zeta Jones. I mean, there is something. To that, that's always been part of the, the morning show. Listen, that show, I mean, the star power of that show is probably also oh, a huge. reason to have Reese. And I mean, also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, throw that in the musical or comedy category, even though it's not a musical or comedy, well, but that's, that's always been the thing. <laughs> that's always been But the you thing. got the double twin accomplishment of having Leo, Brad, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin. So I just yeah. Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. She'll be at the table. I don't know. So Donnie's kinda just looking up at that. Some people are saying um the director of the Annenberg studies at the University of Southern uh California said H the Hollywood Foreign Press is out of step. And she's like, uh NBC is paying ten million dollars to broadcast this show and last year they did nominate this is us this is us got nominated for emmys it got nominated for critics choice i mean that is a great show there is good television on there is a lot of good television on network tv that's getting overlooked and i have to even say i was at the salon this morning and the women were talking Still love Grey's Anatomy. It yes. still delivers, and they get no recognition. None of none of it. I it's mean, like they don't even look at any too, of that because yes. they just think, oh, you don't have any big stars right. and that stuff. But it might be something that more and more. And again, we're not like the Hollywood. The one place, the Golden Globes, they've always recognized new TV, and that's been the one thing that we'd liked about them because yep. they just branch out. But like Stumptown, you know, it's almost like impossible. For a network show, which is might not be the bread and butter numbers that they used to be, but I think that there's a lot of people that are going to just like I'm not. I can't keep up with all this streaming and subscription well, stuff. I, exactly, Lori. I agree so with could, you. There could be this bounce back right. to network TV if they can, you know, figure there's out how to good make it. shows. Well, and what's really strong? There's a big story in I I was the Wall Street Journal today about how the fastest dropping ad sales right now are for TV commercials. Network TV. Network TV. Yeah. Print already happened. Yeah, the young stations, you know, like what's now the CW and and Freeform. Freeform. Because it's a younger audience and um, so they'll just watch it on their phone. Their phone. Which just drives me crazy. Right, but they're not as affected, you know, like either way on this. It's an interesting, like... uh, It is interesting to think that they paid $10 million for a show that didn't recognize any networks 
didn't recognize any. It's all Netflix. I mean, three of the five best movies are Netflix, and yeah. one of them sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's the mindset. It just is just kind of uh, all right. Moving on. Moving on. Moving okay. on. Let's move on. The other Bruce bang uh, that drum. I have to go through the entire membership. Yeah, <laughs> all, good. I'm glad. All ninety names, and I'm not quite finished. But I would say it's about a quarter all yeah. female. A quarter of the ninety three are women. Yeah. Okay, but so that means seventy five percent are that men. Would be correct. Yes. Look at how you put even how you put it in those words, Donnie, oh, in that quarter? frame up. Oh, did I do instead? Of, well, no, but I'm just saying. <laughs> normally, you would look at but that. That's and you'd higher go, than I expect. But you would say that seventy five percent of the voting are men, not uh, a quarter. quarter or, I like how. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying. I mean, like that's the facts. That's the obvious fact. You lead with the big number, and um, so it doesn't surprise us at all. That it's 75% mm-hmm. men. The other movie, and I believe Clint Eastwood got a, a directing nomination for his movie Richard Jewell, which is at the 96th. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Winter Olympics, a security guard named Richard Jewell saw this bag tucked between... You know, like two benches that held a pipe bomb. And the scandal of that year's Olympic was really that did this guy plant it himself? That kind of became the story. He was a suspect. So Clint Eastwood has made this be his next movie. The Atlanta Constitution is Mm -hmm. suing Clint Eastwood. And uh, I don't know if it's Warner Brothers or whoever put out the movie saying that they have such a big storyline wrong that Olivia Wilde's character plays a reporter who pretends at well at the no, time no no she is a reporter right. this is a, this was no, a real woman yeah but in the storyline that she sleeps with the the FBI agent John Ham in order to get the scoop that she kept bringing to the Atlanta Journal Constitution which is an out and out lie about the story a huge piece of the movie artistic freedom yeah, but the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is asking Warner Brothers to release a statement acknowledging that that particular fact, because what is the one stereotype that gets perpetuated? Oh, a woman has to sleep her way to the top, or she sleeps her way to information. Oh, you know how we got our job yeah. here, Lori. Right, we slept our way we with... did. Everyone we could think of. Everyone. But anyway, they just want a specific thing, because it is such a dramatic license Mm-hmm. In in that, and her family, Olivia Wilde, made the mistake of saying that she investigated the woman, and her family said, we've never talked to you. Oops. And um, so anyway... It's not on her, it's on the screenwriter. That, yeah, yeah, and so the Atlanta Constitution, and we'll wrap it up, they've retained Marty Singer. Oh, Marty, back from Tom Cruise days. And John Travolta. And the wiretappers. He's known for the pit bull tap. They really are upset about this. Wow. About the laziness and the misogynistic freedom about that to imply that this woman who's like died at the age of 41, 
like she worked her ass off to get the story the lead, to but get the story that she slept with the guy for it. Oh, that's terrible. Because it's Olivia Wilde and John Hammond who doesn't want to see them having sex. So. Well, I do. <laughs> see, exactly. I'm being honest. That's exactly it. So they're saying it's malicious fabrication. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. Some of the storyline we've Well, they we've say that take, at the end, but yeah. they want a special yeah, footnote for her. Because okay. it's besmirching her professional exactly, reputation. Exactly, and she's passed. I think that they I should do that. I think they should totally do it. All right, there we go. We've solved that. Now, when we come back, we're going to Hollywood speak. These people you hear talking everything entertainment are Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right, well, we're going to Hollywood speak. Someone's blonder than the other in this room right now. <laughs> to understand that we have a new system that requires jiggling a mouse in yes. order for it to stay on. I've told Do you. Do I it. have that correct? Yes. Okay, does that seem like a silly thing? Well, with you on that side. No, but be- I'm just saying, does that seem like a silly thing that I got to jiggle my mouse every once in a while so I stay it awake does. and remember to talk it's, on the radio? It, you, it does, Lori. I mean, <laughs> No, idea no but Donnie, we our new system goes well, black, and Lori doesn't. We have to jig. I didn't oh, realize well, that jiggling be, every ten seconds or however long, ten lot. minutes, it, it shouldn't be doing that. Is I part know. of my job. We've got in the gentleman in charge of fixing it. So he's so. really humiliated that we're just <laughs> tearing him apart right now. No, on we're the not. Air. Well, we're not. We're just stating. He asked us to log in, and we both stared at him like, how? <laughs> yeah. Can, well, can't we call Holly? Yeah. No. That's what Lori said. Well, I, I've never logged never. into any, any. we're not producers. We're the, yeah, you know different. what I mean? I we're the talent. We're the talent. Okay. So the talent doesn't need to log in or shouldn't have to wiggle mouses. You should be able to turn the button on, off, and let your mouth fly. You know? Oh, boy. Will you? I, I nobody got side. time for that. I have to see it on my side because I'll take care of all this because you don't like to. Okay. But the it is bigger. the mouse. Okay. That is the bigger all issue. Right, you should on. not have to wiggle a mouse to have your unit in working order. Your unit. Wow. That yeah. just could be anything. <laughs> it really could, couldn't it? You shouldn't have to wiggle your tail to keep your unit in working order ever. Okay. What are we going to Hollywood speak? Well, let's Hollywood speak. Donnie posted Kirk Douglas's 10 most memorable movies for his 103rd birthday. When I looked at the montage, I thought, wow, when you get to be 103, you're really old. When we you haven't seen back, any of these. They're but, from 40s, 50s, and well, 60s. Well, that was his heyday. You, you well, Spartacus. Again. I've seen Spartacus, and it's amazing how much his son is a doppelganger. Michael. Michael. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's like you're old. when you look at a montage of your career and you're 103, you really you you're feel old. it. You feel it. So that's good if that you're we lucky were in enough. Movies. Yeah, well, if you're lucky enough to be 103. Okay, Justin Haley's A Strange Wife. This drama from Jack Pearson's This Is Us is getting dramatic. Oh, is there an update? Oh, there is, Julia. So this is a star. What's his name Justin on Justin Hartley, who we had eyeball sex with last year at the SAG Awards. It was amazing. He plays Kevin Pearson. Thank you, and this is us. The hot blonde, who's the actor. And, um, my God, they're kicking themselves. They could have had a provision to do a spinoff on a reality show, because this could be in a reality show. His, no, he and his wife were all loved up at the Emmys, which is in September. He's trying to say the day they broke up was July 8th. Because he has filed for divorce and he wants to say the date that they split. He's he's dating Julia, it. 
because he signed his contract to get $250,000 an episode at the same time as that and Mm -hmm. also his new production deal. So he's trying to hide money. Justin. They, and unfortunately... This is his second marriage and he's only like 20, what? No, no, he's He's 39. Oh, okay. We felt real comfortable with our... Eyeball moments. He we was in our age range. He was in our felt like he was, he was in, in our, our age. flirting age range. That's right. Yeah, we didn't feel creepy. We didn't feel creepy right. or anything like That's that. That's true. So I mean, they'd been the, the <laughs> photographic evidence. You mean we have to jiggle a mouse to keep something oh. going? I'm just laughing at you. But it, Look, it, you are so indignant. But that it seems like a fakakta system to me. I mean, you can say whatever you want. You can make a promo of this. I don't care. I have to jiggle a mouse. That's not my job. No, but I. I mean, it seems like it should work without any mouse jiggling. I does agree it not? Right. It's like what kind of a sensitive little computer system is this? Any anyway. system is going to have bugs. But I feel like work out the bugs. Yeah, but jiggling a mouse is that temporary? Sometimes mice don't work the way they're supposed to. Why that is, that the that is not the from, technological world I want to be from. The okay. point from Lori is why should she even have to touch the mouse in the first place? That's right. That is a good point. That is absolutely yeah. Why should anyone have to touch, touch the mouse except for the people who are like running the board? I'm not running the board. I'm running my mouth. I obviously. Yes. You know. I do know. Okay. Trust we us. Know. We know. Anyway, poor Justin Hartley's wife, Chris Now, was blindsided. She's been going to all this stuff. With him. With him. They go to the Emmys. They act like the most loved up cu- couple in the world. And he says... There's photographic proof. And he I haven't says, been in love with you or I'm... He listed their date of separation as July 8th, 2019. It's all about... Um, she wanted kids. He wanted to continue to be famous. And then he realized, oops, I want to sleep with other women. I've got so much you, flowers being thrown at me right now. Right. I'm new, I, I can't close my, my fame. eye to the bouquet. Mm-hmm. And so he wants out, but he signed for all this money. He's getting paid two fifty an episode for the next three years. 22 episodes times three years times 250. She's He won't have to pay her for future earnings. He just has to pay her through when there's separation date is unless... Right, but he might have gotten paid some kind of a big bonus. Whatever. He also, He's being cheap and being a bad dude yes, is all I'm going to say. Get your balls together and just give her the money. He's being a shady, like a greedy money hider. Yeah, we're going to tell him that next time. Okay. Haley Bieber says social media is a breeding ground for toxicity. It is. This, but this from the gal who does so many little, um, you know. She doesn't. She it's her did, husband. No, she posts and deletes all kinds of shady stuff directed towards Selena. She has. And then she un- takes it off and says, oh, I didn't mean it. Or you people took it the wrong way. I think Haley Bieber should worry about her husband. He does not look well, in my opinion. He for doesn't. some, No, he doesn't. He looks unhealthy. He rebound married this girl, Haley. It's not going to end well. I told you that. Move to the next thing. Anyway, I don't think... Till death do his part, she wrote it on her dress. That was her first mistake. How could they get divorced before their death? How can you embroider such a terrible thing on your beautiful dress? It's doomed. It is. Just by doing that, it's Mm -hmm. doomed. Okay, Brad Pitt, did you see his cover at New York Times Magazine? 
published yesterday. What is he, bottled sunshine? Oh, he yeah. No, he swallowed. He looks like he swallowed the sun. That's the best Brad Pitt oh, description. Man. Anyway, he talked about being, he spent most of the 90s. I did the math. He was 25 to 35. He was so beautiful and had got so famous. He spent he most was. of the time smoking pot. Yep. And having amazing girlfriends. And, and staying out of the media because he was just too big of a darn deal. Yeah. Started with the interview. Well, it started with Thelma and Louise. Oh, yeah. Let's face it. Then Interview with the Vampire, then Seven, then Fight Club. He also had to do the movie Troy. He dropped out of another movie, so the studio right. said, you're going to do Troy. Oh, that was what broke up the, his marriage to Jennifer yes. Aniston because he was in, over in the Greek islands forever. No, Malta, the Malta. same place where his marriage to Angelina. Oh. Karma came back. That's where their marriage fell apart, too. Oh, my gosh. Malta, down He's in your so birthplace. Hot. Don't blame me. I hope you're going to get something out of the wiggling mouse. Okay. <laughs>